Are you looking for proven methods to recover following exercise at any age? Foam rolling helps you recover and restore healthy harmony between your muscles and joints. Our guest today will help you maximize your fitness program, manage your muscle pain, and pursue your health goals. Let's put you on a roll for an enhanced body and an enhanced life. Hello, and welcome to the Youth Sports Safety Update, produced by the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program, or JSMP, here in Jacksonville, Florida. JSMP is a nonprofit advocacy and prevention program partnered with local schools and sports programs to provide best practices for safety in sports. JSMP is dedicated to youth sports safety through awareness, advocacy, and prevention. Your host today is Jim Mackey, a certified athletic trainer with over 45 years experience in the college, high school, clinical, and professional sports setting. Please subscribe to our podcast and check out our website at jaxsmp.com for more information about the youth sports safety. Our guest today is a certified athletic trainer and physical therapist with 26 full seasons in the NFL or the National Football League. He serves as a sports medicine analyst for Sunday Night Football and is a nationally recognized Spartan racer, six times Ironman triathlete, who even ran with the Bulls twice in Spain. Please welcome Mr. Mike Ryan. Welcome, Mike. It's great to have you today on the podcast. And I'd like to ask you a little bit about what you're doing as you've transitioned these last few years from the NFL to working with elite and everyday competitors. Well, thank you, Jim. Uh, thank you for the invite. It's always fun to be with you and the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program crew. Um, yeah, the transition's really been a lot of fun for me. And um, I really kind of wanted to focus when I left the NFL to focus on uh, sports media and kind of help um, educate individuals watching sporting events, obviously with the NFL being a, a big part of that with NBC Sports, and to kind of help uh, people understand injuries and kind of a sneak behind the curtain, if you will, of, of injuries in the NFL. And also, I, as a physical therapist, I love the hands-on element of taking care of athletes. And so I never want to get away from that. So I opened a physical therapy practice that I have one-on-one -on -one physical therapy with, with patients at all levels, elite, professional uh, weekend warriors and everyone in between, because I, I really enjoy educating athletes, regardless of whether they get paid to be an athlete, to help individuals stay active. Because I, I know if we help individuals, if I help you, Jim, to, you know, manage your injuries, you're a better father, you're a better brother, you're a better coworker. So I love the fact of impacting not just 48 players every Sunday in the NFL, but impacting large numbers of individuals to stay active and to stay healthy. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, I love your passion for athletic training and for helping people because um, it's easy just to say, hey, go sit on the table, put a bag of ice on it, stretch a little bit, do this, do that. But you break it down. You help educate people as to why things happen, why or how they can get better. And uh, very common sense, but very uh, scientific ways to get better. Uh, because our profession has obviously changed over a number of years. And um, uh, so it's it's great to stay up to date, to see these new innovations, uh, things that are not just trends, but things that are um, uh, being used to help improve performance, improve recovery, and uh, help with injury treatment. So I, tell me I, a little I bit. Think, Jim, yeah, just to add to that, and I, I, I thank you for that, and I piggyback on that as well, just to bring up a point that, in this profession as athletic trainers and physical therapists, we can become old school and kind of obsolete in three or four years if we don't stay up on the latest trends. So, you know, people say, what, what do you do when you have to you retired from the NFL? And I don't, I don't see myself as retired. I kind of, I call it phase B or the second phase because getting involved with that education, te teaching individuals and helping individuals 
stay active and healthy is, is real important. And I think that education element is really important for our profession and a really strong suit for us as athletic trainers and physical therapists as we work with athletes. That's a very, very good point. Um, you know, we might be old, but we don't have to be old school. And, exactly. Uh, I believe in in, in uh, being transformed on a daily basis in life. And uh, we've got to keep up with our journal, keep up with the, the journal articles, the medical articles. Absolutely. Uh, these new things that are coming out. Um because it's it's not just the old way of treating things, and uh, but the biggest thing is how we care for people, and that's uh, that's the first thing people have to understand is the care, the trust that's built uh, between a uh, an athletic trainer and their patient. Yes, Mike. Exactly, and I, I love the quote from a, a great friend, an athletic trainer and physical therapist as well, uh, Ron Corson at the University of Georgia. He has a great saying. He says, "Athletes don't care what you know; they just want to know that you care." And I think that's really important for us because we uh, we work so closely. We have such a great relationship with athletes. And we work so closely with them. And really, our job is to help them do their job. And that's I think right. it's really a cool um, cool part of this profession and, and a big reason why a lot of people, myself included, got into this profession and will stay into this profession. Right. Very good. Yeah. I was taught that at a very early age as an athletic trainer. And uh, Ron is certainly one of our great professionals that exemplifies that. All right, Mike, you are one of the most, uh, this is an all audio podcast, but you are one of the most physically fit guys that I know that's, uh, I got to say, is over 50. And, that, um, and I know you, um, any guy that runs with the Bulls has got to have a little, uh, a good spirit in them. But uh, <laughs> you're into- I heard a lot of words describing that. Spirit has not been one of them. So thank you. <laughs> anyway, and I've seen you stand on top of an airplane too in flight. So anyway, uh, check out that video. All right. So um, tell us a little bit about these competitions, these Spartan things, these things that you do. Um, because we've gone from road races to Spartan and other types of uh, Ironman and and, and uh, events like that. So tell me what you do and why that's important and what's interesting about it. Well, it is important for me because I think challenging yourself physically is, is, is really important for us, both physically and mentally. So I've, I've always been a competitive person and competing in sports and events. And I, I kind of like variety. I kind of got bored with just running. And then I, I got into the trap plan and then I pushed through the Ironman stuff. So the variety of races, now my thing is uh, obstacle course racing. And that's true, Jim, because it is, for me, it is very important of competing and challenging myself both physically and mentally. And you think we work with athletes every day. And, and for me, that's very motivating to see what they do. And to be part of that, I think, is really important. Um, I kind of got bored with just running. So I got into triathloning and then moved into Ironman triathlons. So now what I like to do is Spartan races or obstacle course racing. And it's a it's a combination of mud run, off-road races, obstacles. So it's it's a great way to stay in shape because it's total body. It's upper body. You have to have upper body strength, core balance, obviously, a lot of endurance, running ability. Uh, the balance element that we work with our athletes all the time is very much tested, if you will, when you're running on uneven surfaces and all kinds of terrain. So I kind of like those kind of races and those kind of competitions. And it's a fun thing to do with my kids. I have a 12-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter. So they keep me very young as well. So my wife and I, who's also an Ironman triathlete, um, compete with these kind of races and get our kids involved with them. It's just a, a fun way to challenge ourselves, get out, do something different, and uh, and be active and stay young at heart uh, and in body. So I, I love it. That's wonderful. That was one of my questions. Just talk about um, 
you make this a family event, uh, whether it's foam rolling or exercise and that. Uh, but how 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 are these what are these benefits you're receiving from this? A lot of them. And it is very family oriented. And that's really the, the number one reason why I retired from the NFL is I want to spend more time with my young family and my wife. So to make it family oriented is, is a big part. And one of the reasons I don't do Ironman triathlons now is the, the time commitment. Uh, it's hard to, to tell the wife and kids you're going out for a seven or eight hour bike ride uh, compared to the shorter training that I do for Spartan races. But I get a lot out of it because it's fun to teach my kids how to be active and to be healthy and, and have healthy elements of competition. There's a lot of pressure on kids nowadays, you know, the pressure to have great grades and to advance in schools and the sports on the outside and everything in between social issues. Social media is a big question that we uh, we're always have to wrestle with. So what I get out of it and my family gets out of it is we're active. Our kids see my wife and I being active and healthy. And I think it's just conducive to keeping healthy, focusing on good wellness and kind of good variety of, of the way we want to live an active lifestyle. So uh, we get a lot out of it ourselves as, as parents. Uh, and I know my kids do as well. So it's a, it's a lot of fun and a great combination. Thank you. Um, one thing both of you and I did in the past few years was we became authors. I wrote a book on Just Another Smelly Foot, and you wrote a book called Foam Rolling for Dummies. So uh, what led you to write a book? And tell me a little bit about it, okay? Well, I, I love and congrats on your book, Jim. It's, it's a great book. Um, the reason I did it was I've always wanted to, to write a book um, on rolling. I love rollers. I've been using them for 20 years. And when I really started to advance my triathlon career, rolling really became a big part of it. So I could manage my injuries. Injury prevention is a big part of what I do, especially as I'm on the north side of, uh, of 50. That became even more important. So the pandemic gave me a little bit of a lull in my business. So I wanted to use that time wisely. And uh, it was just a perfect time to write this book. I approached Wiley, um, the uh, publishing company for the Dummies books, because I thought that was a perfect format of a uh, easy to use, fun, non-threatening way of teaching people to manage their injuries, because I didn't want this book to be something that people looked at and said, oh, that's only for elite athletes. I wanted it to be very approachable and people realize, hey, this is a great format of a rolling technique that can help me manage my tight muscles and stiff joints, whether you're 15 years old or whether you're uh, 85 years old. So it really worked out well. I used the time wisely and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I wasn't sure how much I could write on it. And once I got going, uh, I had a hard time stopping. That's a that's a great contribution to our profession to uh, and learn how to do this. I've read it, read portions of it myself, and I'm trying to incorporate it. I tried it out on my 15 uh, year old grandson who was involved in AAU basketball. Got him down there, had him roll his quads uh, from distal, distal to proximal, and uh, he said, "Wow, I feel better already." You know, there you so go. He, he jumped up and started jumping around more. So, awesome. tell us about these foam rollers. Uh, really, what they are and how simple or how complex they can be. And how do you incorporate that into your recovery and your workouts? Well, it's obviously a big question. I would start by saying the type of rollers, and I, and I have it titled foam rolling because most people that do the searching online search foam rolling. But as far as the foam rollers themselves, that may be 25, 30% of the type of rollers that, that we use for athletes and non-athletes alike. So I always tell people to start with a roller that's a bigger, softer roller to work on the technique. It's a little bit more comfortable. You can kind of work on things of how you do it without making it too painful and, and getting scared away from a, a painful roller. 
But I think the easiest way to think of this, Jim, is it's a, a way of kind of scanning muscles to find trigger points, which are the kind of the isolated, sore, localized knots, if you will, in the muscles, and a great way to quiet those down. So I like, I, I like to say you're unlocking the muscles. So a roller is a great way to kind of scan through the muscles, find those knots, unlock those knots, and really kind of unlock the muscle to kind of have a lot more range of motion, a lot more flexibility. Uh, and actually, by doing so, you get a lot stronger in those muscles as well. So it, it's a great way to incorporate it, whether it be the pre-workout routine um, or after as part of your recovery. I do it uh, twice a day. I do it first thing I, when I get up in the morning. And then something that's been a really great trick for me is, is I unlock all my muscles with a roller. It takes maybe 10 minutes at night before I go to bed because the rollers are treating not just the muscle but also the fascia. And when you're kind of unlocking muscles and unlocking fascias and those muscles are nice and relaxed when you go to bed, for me, it really accelerates my recovery while I'm sleeping. So I get out of bed. I work out every morning. So when I get out of bed, my legs feel a lot better and I'm a lot more refreshed sleeping well after a roller treatment before I go to bed than if I do go to bed tight because most cases you're going to wake up tight as well. That That's a very good thing. Uh, rolling before you go to bed because I'm an ordinary guy who walks, does the elliptical, uh, does some other cardio exercise, but I get, you know, you get night cramps. You get cramps in your calves and things like that. So yeah. I think what you're saying, the benefits of unlocking those muscles that um, even I'm a person with multiple sclerosis, I have some spasticity and things like that. So I'm challenged to use that roller more to um, unlock those muscles, deal with the fascia and uh, to help. But um, any other benefits, uh, maybe uh, pre-bedtime or first thing in the morning? Because you're very disciplined. A lot of people have to deal with the mental aspect of doing that too. So how do you kind of help overcome that mental uh, block that might I be think there? The best way to, I think the best way to look at that, Jim, is to realize it takes very little time. And people say, oh, I don't have time to, to roll. You can, and I, I've timed this before, and I work with it with, with my patients and athletes and NFL players. I'll time it. You can roll your quads and your IT band, so the front of your thigh and the outside of your thigh, in about two minutes per leg. So I always tell people, you can roll both legs, unlock your thighs, unlock your IT bands, gain great flexibility in less than five minutes. So I love the fact that the rollers are very time efficient. You can get it done very quickly, and they're very effective. So I tell people just to get on and use these approach. You're, you're unlocking muscles very quickly. In my book, I have two different levels of treatments. You do one, once you get used to it and you feel comfortable, you can ramp it up to what I call level two treatments. So it's very quick, very effective. So there's not a big time restraint. So anybody says there's a time issue, has not done it the right way. Because you and I both know, Jim, when you talk to people and you say, hey, do you use a roller? And you kind of get that, ah, yeah. Meaning they get on it and grind away a little bit. It hurts and they get off and they... They didn't really use it with a game plan. They didn't have any kind of protocol. They just kind of grind away on stuff. And, and, and that's really um, kind of a obviously an inefficient way of using a roller. So I tell people to look at the book, learn the techniques, do it very quickly, do it effectively. And, and a great test that I do, Jim, is I'll have someone do some, some – in the book I have it with each chapter is do some simple marching, do some simple squats. Let's say you're rolling your legs. Then roll just one leg. And then get up and do the exact same march and the exact same uh, squats that you did just before that. So literally two minutes apart, you're doing a pre-test, a roll, and then a post-test. And you see people smile and their eyes get really big because they realize, like your nephew did, he realized this really works. So to get that effectiveness and to feel that much better in what you do with that, whether you're a runner, whether you're a triathlete, whether you just want to go out and walk the dog and hang out with the kids or whatever it is, 
you're loosening up and locking your muscles, you're gaining strength, you're gaining muscle and joint range of motion, and then you go off and do what makes you happy. So I think that's a kind of a long-winded answer of, uh, of a way of utilizing rollers the right way that works for you, uh, not necessarily the guy next door. Okay. Well, I know you're a road warrior. You'll be traveling a lot in the fall. Uh, you take your rollers on the road. How do you do that? Absolutely. And why? Uh, why? Yeah. I why because I use them every day, and I think without them. Um, so, in, obviously, traveling and packing is kind of a challenging, but sometimes I use smaller rollers that I can literally, you can put your socks and underwear in the middle of them that are hollow. I have some great travel rollers that that make that very easy, that some of that have the hollowness in them or some even collapsible rollers. So, really, there's no excuse to not travel without the rollers. Um, kind of going back to what we spoke about earlier, doing the Spartan races, which a lot of those are off-road races. You're out in farmland, the middle of the woods, or on top of a mountain somewhere. And I bring rollers with me, obviously, before competition, but I was ruining them because I'm rolling in the mud and the, the dirt. So a lot of things like that. I just literally travel with a two-inch piece of PVC. It cost me two bucks at the hardware store. I put a sock over to give a little bit of padding. And I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't suggest anybody just do this because it's, uh, it's very painful until you really get used to doing it that way. But that's just a simple, effective way of, of rolling in an obscure kind of place. And uh, again, it's, uh, it's very beneficial. Do you have your discount code? We will put it uh, yes, in absolutely. the. Uh, we will put it in our show notes today. Uh, Wiley is the name of the company. W i l e y dot com, exactly. correct? And exactly. then get the book. My my job is to help people do their job and help people stay active. So that's why with this, when we talked earlier, I wanted to give the uh, listeners a discount code to to help them um, get the book and uh, and become healthy. All right, and we will also put a portion of your video. Uh, not to take away from your book at all, but a portion of your video that you recently did for our symposium, uh, which was a very interactive uh, thing. And you can you can take the course uh, that we'll put that in our show notes, too. And if you need some uh, EBP uh, CEU credits uh, for that. So this has been very, very helpful, Mike. Uh, any any final words you'd like to offer as far as uh, foam rolling, your book, your advice uh, for staying healthy? Well, I think one thing when I talk to individuals, this is a little bit of a side note, but when I talk to individuals that that aren't active on a regular basis, and, and I think when we when you talk to people, you say, hey, is exercise and eating right good for your health? And everybody says, absolutely. Everybody knows that. But when you talk to individuals, at least I have, when I talk to individuals that aren't active and healthy on a regular basis, and I say, why? The number one reason I find, Jim, is because they have pain. They're managing a painful joint or they're managing... Uh, a painful back. So I find pain is the big obstacle that keeps people from being active and healthy. So I think this suggests I would say to individuals out there, whether you're the patient or whether you're the therapist or athletic trainer, is help people manage their pain effectively and give them tools. And that's what I love about rollers. They can do it on their own. And I think that's never been more important than now when we had a pandemic and we're still kind of hopefully getting out of this very soon. But everybody was kind of left on their own to be self-sufficient in managing their own pain. Some people did a good job with that. Some people did not because they didn't have the tools. So the thing I love to do is help individuals understand that, give them the tools that they can take care of their own pain. They're self-sufficient. They don't necessarily have to come into my physical therapy clinic on a regular basis. If, they, if I give them tools that they can help themselves on it, I think that's real important. So, so I would say to individuals out there, if you're ha- having pain, seek out individuals that can help you manage your pain, get things under control, allow you to be more active feel better, move better. And that just creates this positive momentum of inertia, if you will, of getting better, having better wellness and staying healthier. Because 
What I've learned, Jim, is if I can help individuals manage their pain, I save them three things. I save them a lot of pain. I save them a lot of downtime, and I save them a lot of money. I think I think this uh, we're safe to say all th- all three of those things are really important uh, variables on our uh, priority list, if you will. So I, I think that's a um, a good example of why we want to help individuals get healthy, stay healthy, and prevent those injuries down the road. Uh, give a shout out real quick for your website, uh, MikeRyanSportsMedicine.com. Exactly. Okay, we'll put that in our show notes too. But if you want to follow uh, Mike and uh, go to his website and follow him on social media, uh, he's very there. They're very much present. You'll see him on uh, Sunday Night Football. So uh, thank you very much, Mike. It's been a pleasure to speak with you today. And we hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Youth Support Safety Update. We are dedicated to youth support safety through awareness, advocacy, and prevention. Please share what you have learned and implement to make sports and those who participate safer. One way is to make sure your school or sports team is safely prepared is to have a certified licensed athletic trainer present. Please subscribe to our podcast and for more information, go to our website at jaxsmp.com. Please write a review and let us know what you think or would like to know more about. The Youth Sports Safety Update is produced by the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program. Your host and producer today is Jim Mackey. Please join us again soon and thank you very much.